Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Hogwarts Professor. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Don't stop. Oh, I don't know where it goes from there. Right? Isn't that part of it? Something wicked this way comes. I hate when... I don't like you don't like the frog choir? I don't like John Williams music having words. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, his words are Shakespeare, so that's okay. Yeah, exactly. They're not even his words. <laughs> but as collaborations go, if you're going to pair, all right, if you're let me let me put before we get to Harry Potter. Okay. Uh great literary and composer combinations. Uh John Williams and Shakespeare is pretty great. <laughs> yep. Jack Kerouac and Danny Elfman. <laughs> Seems like it would work, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, Scott Joplin and William Burroughs. Yeah. I'd listen to that. Philip Glass and someone who's sneezing while they write. <laughs> who also uh, has some problem where they just repeat the same sentence over and over again for the rest of their life. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, sorry. Uh, Philip Glass and a kid who has detention. <laughs> so much glass shade on this show. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. Yeah, me neither. Um. But I, I appreciate that it's important, you know, for uh, math nerds. <laughs> it's like, but no, don't you see what he did with rhythm and numbers in this? I'm like, no, I'm, I you shouldn't have to read the music to get it. <laughs> does, does that make it good? That's the big question. Uh, apparently, apparently, it makes it important. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what's really That's important. what's really important. It's our Harry Potter month. All of November is Harry Potter month here on We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, yes. Hal. Hello, Mark. I'm back in America. I'm back in town in L.A. We are looking at each other from across the table. This makes me very yes. happy. I love it. You I, we, are all decked out. This is how we're, we're proving <laughs> that we're in the same room. Yes. You are all decked out in Eagles gear. I realize that proves nothing because I could <laughs> just be guessing and you right. would be all decked out in Philadelphia Eagles gear. That gives you a 50% chance of what I'm wearing <laughs> any, any given day. Uh, but yeah, we're recording. We tried to record this like a week ago. And it just did not work. Yeah. you were. Where were you? Amsterdam? Who knows? I, don't, I, I was in Europe somewhere right. and we were trying to record and the the – my recording end kept cutting out after like I think we recorded for forty five. We we recorded like almost an hour of this episode, and then I looked down and I was like, my thing stopped recording at forty five minutes. Let me back this up to what happened. I because you were like, I'll have recording equipment with me. I'm like, all right, we can make it work. Yeah, and it was fine. But you were yeah, recording- I lugged a microphone right. around uh, around seven countries. But you did not lug a laptop. You had an iPad you were recording into. Yes. Which uh, when you record – this is a fun fact for all of you amateur pod- potters out there. Yes. If you use an iPad to record and you use GarageBand, it, it, uh, it uses measures and not the amount of time you want to record. So you – 
before we recorded, you were like, well, 640 measures. I, that probably is enough. Yeah, then, well, that's the maximum you can put. Right. You, I just set it to the max, and I think that recorded like 40 minutes. I think that was the problem. So yeah. now we know. Now we know. Six, now we know that you can only record measures on uh, yes. GarageBand. And that's 640. That was a 40-minute episode. But we need a little more time to discuss this topic, which is – Watch this episode come in at like 38. <laughs> now that we going to be – we're going to blow through. But we have trimmed the fat on this episode exactly. as well because we, we – even before him, we were like, we already did this episode. But we did it like two <laughs> weeks ago. We were like, all right, well, what – what did, what, what do we need? What can we get rid of? The funny thing is we, we know, like everybody knows there are probably like three finalists really right. uh, for this topic. We did say what the topic is and who it came from. Yes. Well, Emily Ferkus suggested. Thank this you, topic. Emily Ferkus. We said it at the top. I, I, I growled it into the microphone. So everybody should know if you somehow skip that, if you go past the opening, shame on you. Yeah. Podcast uh, should have a theme song. Yeah. Uh, and also, podcast should have a T-shirt, which you can now get at the Maximum Fun store. That's right for the I was holidays. Talk about that. It's so exciting. <laughs> it's so exciting that we have a shirt now. Anyway, uh, you were saying uh, uh, what I was saying uh, was that uh, we we got through a lot of the sort of also rants, and we were getting mm-hmm. ready to get into it when we were cut off. So right. so let's march through into the meat of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what we're looking for here a few criteria. Yeah. Let me know uh, if these make sense. One is how good of a teacher they are. Like, are they good at teaching anything? Right. Which we may not really know because the scenes that we see them in are not. Which is well, some we, of them. Some of them are the ones that are not going to win. We don't see enough of them to know if they are in fact good teachers. Right. But we. But we also have uh, the books as well. The books are here sure. as – but somebody like Horace Slughorn, who teaches mm-hmm. potions, played by Jim Broadbent in the films. Who is brilliant. Where's a mortar board? <laughs> Where's a mortar board? But he's a bad teacher. I think teacher. that's just because the production team ran out of types of hat. Right. Like, potions are important. Yeah. Um, and if another criteria is the impact they have on the overall story, he's maybe not as much there, although Polyjuice Potion is something sure. that's under his purview. And him um, having the memory of what the Horcruxes are is a big deal. Right. So he is he is pivotal to the story. But he's a terrible teacher because he yeah. plays favorites not by house but by who he thinks is famous. Yeah. He's a he's a star humper. Yeah. As oh, they look say. at you editing that. <laughs> I thought about letting it rip, but then – He's a wizard banger. That's right. He's a real wizard. Yeah. He's a real whiz banger and – that's Zerd Boofer. He's a- <laughs> Does anyone call him Zerds for short? No. Yo, here come all these Zerds. <laughs> if that if the movie The Wiz had been called The Zerd, I don't think it would have done as well. No. No, but I like the idea of Zerds. Yeah. Zerds sounds it's like, like when somebody who's a Christopher instead of going by Chris goes by Topher. Yeah. <laughs> I get it, you're different. Yeah. Uh Zerds sounds like a candy from the nineties. Ooh. Like a shock tarts. Hey, Remember man, you shock watch tarts? Some Zerds? I love yep. shock tarts. They came with a – if you don't remember shock tarts, they came in a roll with a mm-hmm. purple wrapper on them. I know you remember. Mm-hmm. But they had – like it was sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. But Much like a Sour Patch Kid. Sour Patch right. Kid just kind of gobbled up that market. C- compact and glossy more, like a disc. Yeah. So they didn't have like the salt on the outside. It was sweet on the outside and then, then shocking on the inside. But they, they had an image – on the wrapper of fighter jets, which <laughs> have nothing to do with candy or shock tart, unless they're like, you know what a huge shock is, is that while you're eating this candy, an F-16 <laughs> is going to open fire on you. Or just reach out, the the pilot's just going to reach out his arm and scoop you up. I imagine an F-16 <laughs> could do that, like fly down real low and then just scoop up any person mid-conversation. <laughs> 
he's gone. Shock Tarts, you could be my wingman any day. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's talk about some of these professors. Yes. And some of the ones who specifically are not going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like – Ouch. Yeah, sorry. Bathsheba Babbling, Study of Ancient Runes. No. Not going to win. Some of them are just name-checked as well that, are, that we don't really actually see in the story. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Kate again for a, a wonderful uh, a wonderful document. I know she is a legitimate Harry Potter scholar. Yes. And the uh, the the for our from our previous episode, the um the her, she's posted her research. Yes, yes. The you research can, is now posted. You can go online. Um did we where did we link it? Uh it is it is in the Facebook group. So I post the episode or Ken did cuz I was in a car accident this past week, oh, which is why I wasn't posting that. anything. Um You're okay. You're phys- tell everyone I'm you're walk- physically I'm okay. I'm walking around. Yes. You were a little, uh, you're a little banged up, but you're okay. I will be made whole again. That is all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, but, um, when the episode is posted, she posts immediately the, the companion research mm-hmm. piece. And she and our producer, Ken Plume, uh, for, I think for this month only, who knows if it will continue, uh, have created an after show called People of the World, which is their news and notes, uh, and reactions to each episode from two people who love Harry Potter a lot. I love it. One of whom is a scholar, and one of whom has all of the toys on the shelves in his in his <laughs> aimed, whose office are aimed directly at him yeah. in his insane, insane office slash crypt. Um, <laughs> but a few, there are a few here who are book only and don't really get mentioned. Charity Burbage doesn't really get much of a mention. We can eliminate her. I'm going to mark these because I have the research in front of me. You'll be able to see. Um, I've bolded the ones that are eliminated, and I will. Bold and italicize the winner. How's that? Ooh. So that way everybody knows. Um, okay, Wait, if let's... you bold all the ones that are eliminated and bold and italicize the winner, everyone's eliminated except the winner. So eventually they will all be bold and one will be in italics? Yes. Okay. That's right. It's not going to be very easy to read. <laughs> You're going to have to work at it. Sorry. I do not have a laptop in front of me today. I'm simply trusting Hal. He could say any name at all, and I would believe him that they were a Hogwarts professor, because I, as Kate McManus knows, have not read the books. That is correct. Uh, Septim Vector, real person, taught Septim Arith- Vector? Arithmancy, yeah. Septim Vector. That's, Arithmancy is the love of math. Just for the love of math. Yeah, it's a math romance. Isn't that, yeah. Is, is, Two numbers Mancy have- mean, like... Love. Yeah, it's the it's the study of the math of magic. Ugh. Math of magic. Oh, Isn't math of a- magic sounds like a book that you would be forced to I read. I think it is. If you were in a if you were taking a class to help you with math in school. I'm going to look it up. I want to look up math of magic right now. You know what I you're going to get is. you're going to get some student center. The, uh, come to the math of magic student center. Math of magic is a is a is a teaching system. You can learn math online. Or through books. Now, is this Mathemagic with a little TM in the corner? Like, Mathemagic! Yes. It's acclaimed, uh, acclaimed magician and educator Bradley Fields. This was fun. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry. All right. Gotta go. fighter jet. Come pick me up. (laughs) Was it the magic or the math? Just let me know before. (laughs) It was the combination because I love magicians and I hated math as a kid. Don't you dare put those two things together. That's like eating a, that's like eating a chocolate and onion sandwich. (laughs) Raw onion? Yeah. I guess it wouldn't be better if it was cooked. Yeah, only one of those things belongs Ooh. on a sandwich. Caramel. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a choco burger. Yeah. 
Uh, and the toilet. <laughs> please. Could I get a uh, double bacon choco cheeseburger, please? Oh, my God. Oh, man. That sounds good. You ever had chocolate covered bacon? Yeah, I, I do it. love chocolate covered bacon. You're not a sweet and savory mix kind of guy. No, I, I like it. I like it fine. I just or bacon to me is I it's I've had like maple bacon. I've had the sweet and savory. Yeah, I'm, bacon's fine. I don't I don't think it's as big a deal as as it's been made by the internet. I feel like the internet has elevated it to the status where so, sometimes I feel like I dislike it because like bacon wallets, bacon socks. This, that's silly. It's too much. But that's it's too much I'll, for me. Personally. I'll tell you this: having just come back. From, uh, from this trip. Yeah. Um, I'm doing everything I can to avoid sounding like, uh, like a guy in a scarf. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, having just come back from, not like, well, in Europe. But like, <laughs> just the, own it. <laughs> uh, having just come back from this trip to Europe. Yes. Um, the second I landed on American soil, there's no, like, they don't do bacon like we do here. And I love bacon. I don't go insane, insane for bacon. Like you said, I don't have the bacon wallet and all that. But right. the second that I got on American soil in New York, I went straight to a place, uh, whatever the closest restaurant in the airport was. And I had, uh, bacon and beer. All right. Um, the most American dish. Yeah. The most American dish, just bacon <laughs> and beer. But what were we saying before? Who knows? Let's go, <laughs> um, through a few more. I don't think any of the muggle studies. Professors are gonna do it. We have the we had the Burbage, right. uh, charity Burbage, uh, and then uh, Electra and Amicus Caro, uh, who were both teachers. Amicus is, was dark arts, but elect uh, Electo rather uh, taught Muggle studies, and mm-hmm. the only mu- lessons that Muggles are bad and dirty. So it was all anti-Muggle. Right. This is during the Voldemort's reign. Right. This was, over Hogwarts. Yeah. This was uh, this was Vichy Vichy Hogwarts when uh, when. Uh, when they when they were occupied the occup the grand occupation yes uh, someone like Rolanda Hooch who teaches flying has a cool job is essentially the gym teacher yeah and it really did seem like she was just modeled on that yeah she's a lot of fun and it is the, those are lessons that are uh, used especially by Harry as he learns mm-hmm. to to become an expert Quidditch player uh, over the course of the books and films an expert um uh, goblet of fire dragon uh. I was going to say Dragon Slayer, but that's not true. Dragon uh, Egg Robber? Yes. Yeah. A dra- a dragon Egg Robber. Uh, but I wouldn't put her up the top. I wouldn't put uh, Wilhelmina Grubbly Plank, who takes over a care of magical creatures. Are you creatures reading while Hagrid is away? <laughs> yes, I am. I have a whole list of them. I wouldn't remember these. I don't, I don't even think. Okay. Oh, look at me. Look at me. Don't look at your, uh, don't okay. look at your laptop. Oh, boy. Um, and just make up a Hogwarts professor name. Go. Uh, Kensington Dunt <laughs> taught <laughs> the, uh, tailoring for the wizard. Tailoring? Tailoring for wizards. Um, uh. very important course. <laughs> and then, um, uh, Tribbling Smythe Cornwall, <laughs> who taught arts and crafts. Just straight up arts and crafts. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taught some arts Not, and crafts. Has nothing to do with magic, <laughs> just like popsicle sticks and cotton balls, arts and crafts. It's always good to know how to make a clock out of a paper plate and pipe cleaners. Of course. Whether you know magic. That's the real magic in everyday life. Oh, God. All right. So back to uh, – thank you for that, by yes. the way. That was a, a delight. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> Aurora Sin- uh, Sinistra, who is an astronomy teacher and is present in all of the books but astronomy, is never really described. Not, not astrology. No. Astronomy. Astronomy. Because you do have to understand the position of stars right. 
uh, well, apparently not, as magic. we have talked about at this school. You don't have to understand <laughs> anything about real science, math, history, grammar. Oh, well, let's. This was corrected in the after show, so we should mention it here. Okay. You do. You don't start at Hogwarts until you're 11. So you are homeschooled, which whatever you whatever bag you have. Some some people out there are homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Some homeschooled people are very smart. Some are not. Just like every school. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is they've had some basic education and some grounding in the Muggle world. Now they haven't gotten to physics stuff like that. So so whatever you learned at age yeah. 11, now it's all magic. Yeah. However far you got yeah. by the time you were 11. Yeah. Okay. No algebra. No geometry. No yeah. calculus. Yeah. So you you know that. Uh, that, that Winston Churchill, this is, since you're in England, you know yeah. that Winston Churchill was important and, uh, the Battle of Hastings and then, ooh, dragons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the Magna Carta is, but not really. Yeah. You just know 1215, <laughs> King John. You assume that the Magna Carta is, uh, locked up in Hogwarts and was written with that pencil that, uh, that the, uh, <laughs> gossip, uh, gossip writer. Rita Skeeter? Had. Yeah, Rita Skeeter. It's in the room of requirement. It's in there somewhere. You'll find it. Don't worry. <laughs> but when you need it, that's when you'll be able to get it. Exactly. Um, also, uh, Pomona Sprout, who teaches, who teaches herbology. Have you had the Pomona Sprout um, salad that they have? It's just a little bit south of LA. You, you know, you, 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 you take you take the sixty freeway. Out. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Hal has been taken away by a fighter jet. Yeah, that's right. He just flagged him down. Yeah, I did like uh, Skyhook, like in <laughs> the Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight. Right? That was that's just the name of it. Or like that, that great it. shot of um, of uh, Buster Keaton. When he just reaches out and grabs a car as it's flying by and it just scoops him away. Yes. How did that that. not throw his arm out? I don't know, man. That guy broke every bone in his body. Please listen to our episode featuring uh, Buster Keaton versus uh, versus Charlie Charlie Chaplin. With Paul Dooley. Paul Dooley. Um. All right, so uh, are we up to the big guns yet? Not quite yet. Let's let's um, divination. Okay. We have two divination teachers. We have uh, Ferenzi and Ferenzi, yeah, and Sybil Trelawney. Who is Ferenzi? Ferenzi uh, is only around in books uh, five through seven. After Trelawney is After uh, Trelawney. is let go, which is yes. a heartbreaking moment. Yes, um, because she is wonderful, even though she uh, even though she throws some serious shade at uh, Hermione Granger when she is uh, when when. She knows that Hermione. I don't know if it's because she knows that Hermione thinks divination is BS. Yeah. Um, but I will read you this quote now. This is one of my. This is my maybe my favorite teacher to student uh, line in the whole season, uh, or in the whole uh, series. Uh, when uh, Professor Trelawney says to Hermione, "You know, my dear, the moment I looked into your eyes, I knew that you did not have the mind for the noble art of divination. You may be young in years." But the heart that beats beneath your bosom is as shriveled as an old maid's, your soul as dry as the pages of the books to which you so desperately cleave. <laughs> Hermione runs away and then, have I said something? You know, she <laughs> struck me as the teacher, specifically from her portrayal in the films. Uh-huh. By Emma Thompson. Yeah. Brilliantly portrayed by Coke bottle glasses Emma Thompson. <laughs> Did you have a teacher that you thought was drunk during school? Um... That's so funny. No, I had a teacher I knew was high during school. Really? Yeah. What? How did you know? Because a he taught environmental philosophy. <laughs> uh, and how did uh, I go to a hippie Quaker school, <laughs> and you went to a school in, in in Knoxville, Tennessee, where they taught environmental philosophy? Yeah. Well, environmental philosophy was college. 
That was in Chicago. Oh, I see. Oh, this is an oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Everybody's had, high uh, in college, right? Yeah. And he had uh and not only was he bleary-eyed, he also had a uh a mug that uh, that was uh that looked like a uh top ramen. It was a top ramen uh, <laughs> cup of, or whoever Nissan ramen yeah. cup of noodles yeah. was his mug that he carried. And I was like, bro, you have got to hide this a little better. <laughs> did did you have a teacher who was always drunk? Did he also have a hat that said legalize it? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's how you knew. Yeah. And Snoop socks. <laughs> uh, I did have a teacher, uh, one of my early drama teachers. I always suspected drank. Mm-hmm. She would, she would wander around. During – like after the show, uh-huh. she would have a mug that did not smell like coffee or tea. Oh, God. And the way this story goes, I don't know – I wasn't there for it. But this is somebody in my grade. I could text him and find out if it's true or not. Oh, but I'd rather leave it to – Yeah, leave it to, to yes, the, it's true. To, yes, it's true. <laughs> and it's a fantastic story. Yeah. That after a performance of Oliver, that she went up to him and said, you are excrement. When she meant to say, <laughs> she meant to say excellent. She oh, meant to say no. excellent. That, that much we know. That's, <laughs> that part of the story, she meant to say something nice. And, uh, and she slurred and said something different. Now that, that may be something that, that was made up. Right. By, by friends. And then did she, cause it's a better out- story than her actually just saying you were excellent. Did she hold out her mug and say, please, may I have some more? Yeah. <laughs> Leave her, or leave her. <laughs> Never before has a teacher asked for more. But here is your bourbon. Booze, glorious booze. <laughs> as long as I need gin. <laughs> uh, also, our headmaster, I have suspected, he always Hold seemed... Hold on a second. Yes. Your school didn't have a principal? <clears throat> your school had a headmaster? Well, we did. There was a dean... For each, for upper, middle, and lower school, which is the elementary. For those who don't remember from the show or have not heard this part of the show, uh, <laughs> Hal went to a school that is over 300 years old. True. One of the, the second oldest school in, in the country. Yes. Yes. Behind uh, our rival school. Yeah. Just, I always like to point that out. You're the <laughs> That's right. second Number oldest two. school in the country. Never forget. <laughs> Never. Uh, he, he was the head, he was the head of the whole school. And, I just always, like, never, I have no evidence that he was ever drunk, but he always seemed like he drank, Mm -hmm. and he would sit during assemblies and shows with his hands clasped and his thumbs, uh, like, on his lower lip. Like he was sucking his thumb? Like he was sucking his thumb. And a blanket over his shoulder like Linus? (laughs) Yeah. And then he would quote uh, Luke 2. He... uh, I always thought maybe one of his hands was hollowed out and was a flask, oh, and he was just God. drinking out of his fist. Like he unscrewed that was, some. Yeah. <laughs> just when he – and then just sucks on his hand like a baby bottle <laughs> for a second. I always like to that's – the, that's the past I like to remember. Uh, you have a very strange, very serious uh, alcohol problem at your school if that's the past you remember. Um. All right, let's, uh, let's, it is, it is not going to be Trelawney, I don't no. think, but it's great to give her an honor roll mention, um, because it's, it's heartbreaking when, um, when Umbridge, uh, when Umbridge kicks her out of the school. Yes. Um, she's, she's just so fun. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm speaking from watching the movies. She's just so, she's just such a fun character to watch. Yes. Um, yes. 
Did you have a bumbling teacher? Because I love that. That was another element of her that I loved. Is that she was just kind of, she knew what she was doing. Like she knew, she knew divination. She did not know teaching kids. Right. Yeah. She was not a good teacher. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't remember having a lot of bumbling teachers. Yeah. Really. They were, they all seemed pretty competent. Did you? Um, no, I, we, yeah, most, the only one I can think of is, uh, Professor is, is, Don Knotts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? How you doing, guys? Oh, God. Welcome to environmental philosophy. I'm just going to have some of this, uh, ramen. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, my God. So uh, you didn't have one? You no, did I, have I one? I didn't really no? have any. We didn't really have any bumbling, uh, bumbling teachers. Uh, there was more, the students were more bumbling than the teachers were. I being among the bumblingest of students. Yeah. Um, I think we have four finalists. Are we down to those now? No, not yet. Okay. Would you agree that Phileas Flitwick is not a finalist? No, but I love Flitwick. Sure. Um, Flitwick, who, uh, what does he actually teach? I know charms. He, he teaches charms. He's I know he also teacher. is the choir master. Yes. Um, and it's fun to watch him conduct. Sure, of course it is. Uh, played by, in the movies, played by Warwick Davis. He's yes. brilliant. Um, and yeah, he's, he's fun in the early stories, uh, to watch. He's not bumbling. He's, uh, befuddled by his students. He's good <laughs> at his job, but when things get unruly, he is the perfect teacher to, yeah, things get unruly, which is so much fun in a story about the kids in a school. Um, <laughs> he to almost have the teacher who's the he's the Margaret Dumont. Yeah, he almost feels like a substitute teacher in that way. Yeah, exactly. He's been there. He's been there for decades. Yeah, how long has he been there? And yet still, he if he feels like guys, come on, treat me like your real teacher. <laughs> Please, I've been working here for decades. <laughs> Somebody teach me. You don't even know the kids who were here before. Yeah, you treat me just like they did. I'm starting to think it's me. I mean, it can't possibly be, but no. I'm feeling that way. Oh, man. But Flitwick is a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's talk about the uh, long line of defense against the dark arts teachers. Oh, yes. This is sort of uh, – this is <laughs> this is the in memoriam. Yeah. Defense Against the Dark Arts was the – yeah, the parade of yeah. teachers who had the job for one year. Yeah. Uh, they're – almost all of them – almost all of them are bad teachers. Right. Um, some of them, uh, well, let's, let's just go through an order. Uh, Queerness Quirrell, who mm-hmm. has, uh, um. A, who has a Voldemort on the back of his head? Yeah, he has a Voldemort on the back of his head. Certainly not the correct answer. Right. Um, but again, like one of the first terrible, he's a coward, a poor yeah. teacher of something that, that is so important. Um. Yeah, he's the opposite of defense against the dark arts. Unless yeah. his defenses just run away from them. Then, then you go from uh, a coward to a complete fraud in Gilderoy uh, Lockhart. Gilderoy Lockhart, I know that he is not the best teacher at Hogwarts, but he is the best scenery chewer uh, <laughs> in all of those movies. Played by one of the world's great scenery chewers. Sure. Uh, the Shakespearean master, Kenneth Branagh. Right. And boy, is he fun to watch, Gilderoy Lockhart. He uh, is. Not a good teacher, a total blowhard. Uh, now Remus Lupin. Which we know nothing about, right? No, Being nothing. Blowhards. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> Everything I say is very important. Sure. It just happens to be that way. Yeah. I'm no blowhard. And you can read about that in all seven of my I'm Not a Blowhard book series, <laughs> which I will autograph for you for 20 
five hundred dollars. I proudly admit that I'm a blowhard, but at yes. least I have you to keep me honest. Now. <laughs> That's right. That's what I do. I couldn't possibly be a blowhard. I'm keeping this blowhard under control. How do I do it? Uh, Remus Lupin. Remus Lupin is great. He is. He is a very important character. Uh, to the universe of Harry Potter and is a good teacher mm-hmm. he as well. He genuinely cares about the students. He cares about defense against the dark arts because he has seen the dark arts in action. Yes. Uh, but I think the reason why I would remove him from this discussion. From being the greats? Yes. Is because I don't think of him as a teacher. Right. You first. think of him as a member of the as Order a, of the Phoenix. As a, as a mentor and a father figure to Harry, mm-hmm. he serves the story in a much more important way. His right. teaching defense against the dark arts is the device through which he's introduced right. to all of us. And he only is there for one year at yes, Hogwarts. That's correct. Um, yeah, but I just, I just like him and I could, I could talk about Lupin, uh, all day. I think he's great. I think it's tough. You know, he's got a tough go as a teacher because being a werewolf, uh, is, you know, makes being a, makes having any job harder. Yeah. Such a heartbreaking moment in the story, too, when it's, when he, he leaves his job at Hogwarts and he's like, well, for people like me, this happens a lot. We're used to it. Like, yeah. Oh, God. And, and paralleling that with things that could be the case in, in real life. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, he's a, he's a great, we, I wouldn't call him a tragic figure. Uh, mm, sort of. Maybe, but um, because he's not the center of the story, I don't know. You have you have to be the center of the story to be a tragic figure. Well, for a while, he's the key to to Harry's happiness that they could have a life together, right? Where he could continue to raise him and be family for him, mm-hmm. and they're ultimately torn apart, which is as bad for certainly it it, it adds to the tragedy of of Harry Potter's life, mm-hmm. but also it makes him more of a tragic figure because that's all that he wants and. It's just impossible. It's impossible for him to have that happiness and to settle down. Right. And it obviously takes, he gives his life, yeah. uh, in service of, of the greater good. Then we get, uh, Mad-Eye Moody, who is not Mad-Eye Moody. It's Barty Crouch Jr. in disguise. Uh, is it Mooney or Moon? Moody? Moody. Moody. Yeah. Did I say Mooney? No, I thought it was Mooney for some reason, but you said Moody. It's then- Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Mad-Eye Paul Mooney. Yeah. And <laughs> Alistair Moody. Uh, he, he tortures Malfoy and then he performs the imperious curse. I mean, yeah. but terrible this is not, teacher. It is not Mad-Eye that is right. doing this. It is, uh, it is, um, a disguised, uh, a disguised death eater. Do- doctor. Yes. From Doctor Who. Yes. Yes, that's right. It's a disguised uh, death eater. But he's, he's evil. Yeah. Bad teacher. Yeah. Bad teacher. Bad. Bad but, but, teacher. But we can't say that Mad-Eye Moody is evil because Mad-Eye no. Moody was at the bottom of a, uh, was at the bottom of a uh, very deep trunk. Yes. Uh yeah, absolutely. Um okay, let's let's skip for a second. Let let's talk about the other two. We're we're going to get to the big guy who taught defense against the dark arts right. for a brief time. Right. So that, that was not the main thing he taught, of right. course. Um Amicus Caro, we talked about the Caros before. Right. Taught the dark arts but used it uh used it to torture students. To Not torture good. those who who were dissenters, mm-hmm. um, obviously terrible teacher, right? Um, Dolores Umbridge, yes, Dolores Umbridge was before this, right? She was before, but I just wanted to i want I wanted to sort of switch at a certain point and get yeah. to more important. I'd say Umbridge and Snape are are two more of the more important, important yeah. people Umbridge, we know as teachers. Umbridge is uh, is a deliciously drawn villain. 
Yes. Uh, and a terrible, terrible teacher. Yes. But a delicious villain. And delicious I love villain. That. And Imelda Staunton crushes it in the movies. Yes. And she's, I think she's more frightening in the books, mm-hmm. even than she is in the film. Like I it's, wouldn't have. it's, it's, she's a hideously frightening yeah. character. It's that little giggle, the, <laughs> that I love in the, uh, in the movies that make her so, so brutal. Yeah. So now we're down to our four finalists. Here's, here's who they are. We have Rubius Hagrid. Yeah. You have Severus Snape. You have Minerva McGonagall and you have Albus Dumbledore. Before we decide between those four, let's mm-hmm. take a break. And when we come back, we will, we will have for you the definitive best Hogwarts professor, Akio Ads. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Graham. And we're two house DJs who have been trapped inside our drum machine. We love it here, and we'd love if you stopped by and visited us every week on Stop Podcasting Podcasting Yourself here on MaximumFun.org. We're just a couple of doofuses from Canada. And listen to our show or perish. Stop podcasting yourself on MaximumFun.org. Hey, Kira, so Max FunCon tickets go on sale this Friday, November 23rd at 11 a.m. Pacific, and I'm trying to write a promo. Okay, so what do they need to know to look forward to? Inspiring classes. Live podcast tapings. Stand-up showcase. The s'mores party. Making new friends. Don't forget about the dance party! Oh, and it all takes place on a beautiful mountaintop. Okay, got it. Anything else? Well, if we missed anything, they can find all the details at maxfuncon.com. And we'll see you in June. I think that went really well. Yeah, that sounded good. And we're back. Well, let's wait to be back until the. You know, now wait. we're back. The plane. Okay, there was a plane. There was a plane, but we waited. We waited it out. We waited it out for so long. We didn't let it pick either of us up this time. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't that F-15. Yeah, it was too slow. Yeah. What, am I going to get on a jumbo jet? <laughs> no, thank you. Please. Two blowhards like us don't travel via <laughs> <laughs> passenger jets. We have fighters take us everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so expensive. Um, okay. So we have our final four. We have yeah. Rubius Hagrid, Minerva McGonagall, Severus Snape, and Albus Dumbledore. I would like to talk about one now who... I would like to start with one who I don't think is going to win. Go ahead. Because, uh, but I just love him. And that is Rubius Hagrid. Yep. Because he does not spend a lot of time as a teacher. When you think of Hagrid, you don't think of Hagrid the teacher. Mm-hmm. You think of Hagrid, Harry's friend. And caretaker. And caretaker. Yeah. Um, but as a teacher, he's, he's so sweet. And so he just means so well. All the time. There's not a mean bone in Hagrid's body. Right. His first day of teaching, he, uh, he begins with his class with, uh, I, I don't know the exact quotes, but he begins with basically, uh, oh, hi everybody. Um, this is, this is really fun. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, if, if you wouldn't mind, like he, I do remember that he says, if you wouldn't mind, yeah. um, I'd like you to, um, open to this page in your books, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to go outside and have a really fun thing for you. His first day of class. Yeah. The first thing he ever does is take the kids on a hippogriff ride. 
Yes. Uh, well, it takes Harry on a hippogriff ride and then, um, and then Malfoy screws it up. Right. Um, but th- th- that would be his first thing. He really, really is earnest about it. That I love about him. He wants to do a great job. Yes. He even turns to Harry at the beginning and says, how am I doing? Like, right. He just wants to be a, a good. I think it makes him a sweet person. Yeah, he's Sweetums from uh, from the Muppet Show. If Sweetums got his own class, right? But that, that, that I don't think makes him the best teacher. No. Also, starting with a hippogriff. Yeah, something that could then, be then, a danger to the yeah. kids. Yeah, that then has to get executed. Yeah, especially when you know you've got a real butthole, yeah. like <laughs> in the class, like Draco, <laughs> there to ruin it. Um, but, but he's also the only professor uh, who's ever just fully draped in dead ferrets. <laughs> Point for him, right? Huge point, point, for, point him. for him. Did your did your uh, drunk uh, drunk excrement acting teacher ever just drape herself in ferrets? I don't know where she wound up that night. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So I, hard to say. Talking about how great that production of Oliver was, <laughs> sitting in a Denny's with dead ferrets draped around her neck. Yeah, and across the the table from yeah. her. <laughs> Maybe one of them was still alive. Who knows? It was Denny's. It was Denny's in the there 90s. Could, there could at any point be a ferret sitting across from you at a Denny's in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was when that family of ferrets owned the entire chain. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. It was, it was bologna that they got to eat for free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that one kid always used to tell you, you know, my family owns this. You're like, Just because you're a ferret doesn't mean that your family owns Denny's. You still have to sleep in a box with a cage on the front yeah, of it. You still smell weirdest of all the pets. Yeah. What are you going to do? Go hide behind the couch all weekend? Have fun. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, all right. So we agree it's not Hagrid. Right. That but leaves Hagrid us, is wonderful. Hagrid is wonderful. That leaves us with the big three. Dumbledore, McGonagall, Snape, and, and Snape. McGonagall. I would argue mm-hmm. that Dumbledore should not really be a full part of this discussion. Because he runs the entire school. He does teach Transfiguration, but I think of him as the headmaster, not a teacher. The things he teaches are important, but it seems like he teaches a lot to Harry specifically Mm -hmm. and not to other students Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah, he He is. is, Well, it's that same thing you were talking about earlier. It's the functioning as a mentor. Yes. What Lupin does, Lupin is integral to the story. And Dumbledore is even vastly more integral to the story. But he's not integral to the story as uh, a teacher of Harry. He is as a mentor of Harry and a facilitator of this prophecy. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it all the, – the whole story stems from, uh, from Dumbledore. Yes. Um, but not. But if the question is the best teacher, it's it can't be him. It's cra- that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. I wasn't because the first thing you think is, oh yeah, it's going to be McGonagall, Snape, or Dumbledore. Yeah, because he's so important and he's he's intrinsically linked with the school. Right. He is the school. He yes. is when you think uh, like when I look at the new movie that's out, Crimes of Grindelwald. Yes. And I see Jude Law as young Dumbledore. My first thought when I see Dumbledore is, oh, they're bringing some Hogwarts into this other magical story. Right. Because he is so closely associated with Hogwarts. Yes. But not as a teacher. Not as a teacher. At this point in time. So let's talk about Minerva McGonagall versus Severus Snape. I think the, I think the third thing we should talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's how are they as a teacher? Mm-hmm. How important are they to the story? And I think each, and to one, Harry. each one of them is a winner. Yes. In one of those. And I've, you know what I, I mean? Like, I think McGonagall is 
the superior teacher. Yes. And I think that Snape is more integral more to the story. More integral to the story. Right. Because he's also a good teacher. He is a good teacher. He's tough. He's a jerk. And, but, uh, McGonagall but he, also very important to the story. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't extract either of them, but they each have an right. edge. She seems to be the one that handles Hogwarts, the Hogwarts part of the story. As deputy headmistress. Yeah, deputy headmistress. And yes. when Dumbledore and, uh, when Dumbledore and Harry are doing their thing to fulfill this, uh, this destiny. Yes. She is the one that is holding down the fort and, and making Hogwarts a place worth saving. Yes. What were you going to say? I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I, I, no, I think, I think what you, you make, you made the point very well. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think that, uh, she, you know, it's like she's almost sort of behind, like she's slyly, she's slyly more important than you would think. Mm -hmm. Snape is a, is a way out there important guy Mm because of how tied up he is with Harry's past. And you never know his intentions until the very end. Right. And um, once you do know his intentions, the light that it paints Snape in for the rest of the series is, I mean, it's, to me, that my first thought was, if I had gotten all the way up through the, you know, the the sixth story, yeah. um, I would have said, oh, it can't, it's not going to be Snape. That guy's a jerk. Um, and he also I mean, he's a great teacher, but he's a jerk and he's a death eater and blah, 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 blah. Right. But then you, but then this reveal happens and my thought was, oh, of course it's Snape. But then I look at McGonagall and she is, yeah, it's so, this is hard. I mean, he, Snape kills Dumbledore yeah. to stay undercover as headmaster under, uh, uh Voldemort. Uh, it's just, like it. The level of sacrifice he goes through is is really incredible, and yeah. I think ultimately, what I would say is it is the deciding factor who is the best at what they teach. Mm-hmm. In which case, it feels like another draw. Yeah, I mean, the only reason that Harry excelled in potions the way that he did uh, was because he had the Half Blood Prince's book. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as being a good teacher goes, um, Severus Snape. Literally rewrote the book on it on the fly right. when he was a student. Yeah. Like that's how much of a genius he was. But McGonagall is, you just, she's in this pantheon, uh, this pantheon of Hogwarts that you, I don't know. This is so hard. Yeah. They, I, they're both really, really important. It's hard. It's hard for me to not pick Snape just because of how tied up he is mm-hmm. a he's a teacher all seven years right he he always wants to teach defense against the dark arts right. and is kept from it except for one year mm-hmm. uh he at the same time commits the the saddest murder in the uh, yeah. in in the story uh, of knowing, dumbledore knowing but also full well that dumbledore is dying anyway because of his right. hand yes uh teaches harry potter occlumency Mm-hmm. Like wh- he does everything. Yeah, he is. He he really runs the gamut over the books, and probably is the most changed. He he has the most complete arc mm-hmm. of maybe any character in the books or films. Yeah. He 
I guess, yeah, he, what he does and what he does when he's teaching, what's the, what is it you, getting into the mind? What is that called? You just. Occlumency. Occlumency. When he is teaching Harry Occlumency, it is the most, like, Professor McGonagall is a, is, is an incredible teacher and has done this for decades and is, and is, you know, up there with the, with the students, like, this is what she does. But when he's teaching Harry mind reading, yes. it is the most life or death. I've never seen a teacher portrayal that is, you have to get this. I have to get you to learn this. It is an actual matter of life or death. So I'm going to lock you into this room and we are going to do this no matter how painful it is for both of us. Um... It's hard because if you think traditionally, like in the role of a teacher, traditionally, and and the the level of nurturing that a teacher that it requires to yeah. be a teacher, she's a better teacher. Than she's he a is. better teacher than he is by it, far. Overall, he, yeah, she, over- he bullies people. Yeah. She plays no favorites, even though she's the the yeah. head of Gryffindor. To the rest of the students, she is a far superior teacher. Yes, to Harry. Uh, Snape is a far more important one. Yeah, I would um, agree with that. But do, so do we look at this as, I mean, we, we've been looking at it as if we were Hogwarts students, not as if we were Harry Potter, as if we were Hogwarts students, um, throughout the, the process of doing these episodes when we pick like the best house and the best, um, or the best, uh, subject and all this. Um, in Harry's story, Snape is the far superior teacher of Harry, but is that because we are adding that layer of mentorship on top of it and his actual real love for Harry's mother and by extension, Harry? I don't think you can extract it. No, I don't think you can. I think either. They're, they're so close in a lot of categories and it's so back and forth that that overwhelming importance is, is what gives him the win. I think oh, when neither of us want so to. Both of us want to say McGonagall. Because she is the better teacher. She's the, she better, the better teacher, teacher. of Hogwarts. So, uh, well, we were asked the best Hogwarts professor. We weren't asked the most important Hogwarts professor or the best character. But have we ever seen her teach, too? That's another thing. Do We, we don't, sure. we don't yeah, see much teaches, of her teaching. She teaches practical things mm-hmm. to them. They learn a ton of theory. They also have to demonstrate practical mm-hmm. Practical knowledge. I guess I'm just stuck on this image of Snape, um, of Snape, uh, like really the need for Harry specifically to get this. Sure. You know what I mean? But you're right. I think the question was who is the best Hogwarts professor? And you have to set aside his, his, uh, his mentorship and his love and his in, 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 I was going to say integralness, but it's integrity in t- to the story. Uh, his integral importance? Yeah, his importance to the story and yeah. the sacrifice that he makes. But as far as professors go, and the fact that he – I can't oh, – this is so hard. That he literally rewrote the book, the textbook, when he was a student on the fly. Yeah. So but, he's, he's super smart. But McGonagall is – Is the best professor. When you think of a professor at Hogwarts. Yeah. It's got to be Minerva McGonagall. You know, I realize all this time, I do a really good impression of McGonagall, and I haven't done it once, so maybe I'll do it for this. Please. Okay. Ooh, people of the world, oh, it's me, Minerva McGonagall, oh, the best Hogwarts professor. It's Jim Dale again. Oh, it's Jim Dale audiobook extraordinaire. There it is. 
There it is. Jim Dale came back. You thought he wouldn't? Too bad. <laughs> He'll always be with you in your heart. Oh, and there was one set of footprints. That's when I carried you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Jim Dale carried me around a beach. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you uh, restate that? I need it for the precinct report. <laughs> Jim Dale, he, he picked me up on the beach and just carried me. I don't know why. <laughs> Thank God Minerva McGonagall was there. She turned him into a rat. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's – look, you heard how hard this discussion is. I'm sure you've had this debate with your friends if you're a Harry Potter fan. But uh, McGonagall is the better professor. This is the best professor. Yeah. Not most important. Yeah. Not favorite. Not best to Harry. Not best to Harry, but the best professor overall. And even though importance to Harry and importance to story is in there, ultimately I think that pulled us off track. Right. And we're looking for the best professor. Look no further than Minerva McGonagall asked and answered. That was a hard one. Yes. Thank you, Emily Ferkus. Thanks, Emily. This was fun. Yeah. Uh, this, this topic is settled. Yeah, but there are many more topics to discuss. So reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or go to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Not only will you be able to see the research we used for this episode from Harry Potter scholar Kate McManus, but you will be able to hear the latest episode of People of the World, the after show hosted by producer Ken Plume and researcher Kate McManus, where they set the record straight uh, on our Always correct decisions. Uh, also, quick plug. The holiday season is here. It is going to be uh, Thanksgiving in just a couple days here in the States. And that means it's going to be Christmas even sooner everywhere around the world. Uh, what kind of gift are you going to get for the people of the world in your life? You're going to get them our new T-shirt. On the front it says, podcast should have a T-shirt. On the back it says, podcast should not have a T-shirt. Thanks to Mike Furman for the uh, for the quote. Yes. Uh, go to MaximumFun.org and visit the store and you will find it there. There are also links we'll tweet out and have in our Facebook group. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, QA engineer Jen Alba, and graphic designer Uri Kelman. And thanks to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively. And thank Thanks to you, our listeners, for giving us a chance to uh, sit and talk about Harry Potter like the uh, big fans that we are. For me to get to sit actually in a room with Hal now um, and talk about this and to hear uh, hear everyone's uh, thoughts on the matter uh, brings brings much joy to my heart. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.